Happy Tuesday, everybody. It is February the 1st, 2022. My, how time flies when you're in a, in a pandemic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got joining me today, Brasco on the radio. What's going on, Brasco? How are you, buddy? Doing good. And you know, we didn't get a chance to say this last week, but I, we needed to go and talk and give a little love to who's doing the work behind the scenes for us, Ricky, our producer who does this and uh, is running the switches. Wanted to go ahead and thank you for doing it and being yeah, here. That's right. He's he is back there behind the switches. He could turn his camera on, but he doesn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, behind the scenes, he is. He is behind the scenes, and we definitely appreciate Ricky. So uh, I'm I'm gonna pack a ball here. Anybody else want to smoke with us? You you welcome. This is cannabis radio live. So of course, you know, you might want to smoke a little cannabis while we do a little update. It um, is encouraged. It is encouraged. Uh, okay, so we've got some news to talk about. We got a full, full slate of some interesting, interesting shit to talk about. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Uh, first up, can you imagine this, uh, Brasco? They're gonna have to start destroying weed in New Jersey. Can you believe this? I no, I absolutely believe it. The truth is, it's going on in Canada. Same idea. The fact that it's starting here now doesn't surprise me at all. Been hearing this ever since they started legalizing. Okay, so so for those of you who are like, what the hell is going on? So here's the deal: New Jersey legalizes right a year ago, right? Here we are a year later. They still have no regulatory framework, right? So they they can't sell all the product. Now these guys, they have ramped up employees you know hired a bunch of, and we're talking like some of the big msos the veranos of the world the cure leafs of the world and these are major players but the government or the the standing committee that they created uh what, what do they call that thing they, there's always one of these little uh by the way verano and cure leaf i've actually interviewed both of them on blunt business just so you know so is it it's the cannabis regulatory commission uh Anytime you have regulatory commission in the same name that, you know, you, you know, you're going to have issues. So, so what these guys, these guys are pointing fingers back at the license holders, right? Verano, Cureleaf, variety of others. They're pointing the finger at them and saying, well, we're not turning on rec until you can prove to us that you can, that you could properly grow with the market that you can serve all of your shareholders. And when we say serve them, we mean you've got plenty of product back there to, to serve the market. Now the cannabis regulatory commission <laughs> says they ain't got enough product. Yeah. But George, they're like, they're, they've got, they've built temporary storage vaults on top of the ones that they thought they would just need on, on you know, just a normal Tuesday. Um, but they've built more, right? And they're full now. So, right. and as most of you know, cannabis doesn't keep very long. And, you know, you, a couple of Perishable. months. Yes. I mean, if you're storing it good, great, right? But you're, you're, getting, you're getting, you know, a couple of months out of it. And, and then it's going to start to go south of cheese. And when that happens, forget it. You're losing all that I'll money. I'll tell you, Darren. I actually interviewed uh, on Blunt Business. I interviewed an attorney, Jessica Gazals, and uh, she's with the office of wrestler Amory Ross. And I remember talking to her about the fact about when Jersey's legalized, there was they had a bill that was going to decriminalize all 
marijuana and only cannabis can be bought in a New Jersey store, but yet marijuana wasn't even decriminalized yet. So you had to be able to go and get it in the store, but then anything else is considered marijuana and it's illegal. Like it didn't make any sense. I, I, I mean, the listen, whole thing it, is backwards over there. It, it, I think, you know, a part of the problem is people, you know, are saying, unless you're decisive about it and you assert your framework out of the gate, forget it. Right. And, and this is, this is holding true New York, right? I, uh, Brandy and I were just in New York, um, not, not long ago. Your wife, and Brandy. Just my wife, think. Brandy, for those of you who don't know, uh, and, uh, partner here at cannabis radio and and i can tell you it there's it's a it's a complete shit show in new york yes. you're able to walk up and buy weed out of a truck that used to be a food truck has been modified now it's it's completely different so they can sell weed out of um or or better yet walk into a, a head shop right to to get some some papers and go is that weed back? Oh, do you guys sell weed here at a head shop? Really? Oh, there's nobody telling you you can't. Is that the drill? <laughs> and that was really what was going on. Is right, like there's nobody out there telling them that they can't. So, like, I, I guess the the rule of thumb here is get your shit together, Jersey, right, New York, uh, without without a framework that's ready to go. That's that's problematic, right? Uh, Arizona. Um, they had a framework. Basically, they were like Illinois. They just flipped the switch, right? One day, it was uh, illegal, and the next, it wasn't, right? And they basically operated under the existing structure. And uh, so here, here, are all these guys yeah. are now sitting on all this weed, and it's gonna and go bad. They're gonna have to they, kill it. They're gonna have to destroy it. If all. they don't figure this out, here's what's going on. I'm saying Canada because of the fact that, you know. In 2018, they had to destroy over 11 tons of cannabis, and then they had to go in. It's increased every year. Oh, yeah. So they're in saying, the biz, cannabis producers in Canada have sold less than 20% of their output since legalization in fall 2018. So for every kilogram of legal cannabis, eight kilograms are destroyed. That's where things are going, and New Jersey doesn't get their shit together. Yeah. True. True. Uh, okay, we're going to move on really quickly. Uh, so Jersey... Come on, guys. Seriously. Step it up. Step it up. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer held a meeting uh, with a variety of marijuana reform and advocacy groups this past week, um, talking about social equity uh, issues. And essentially, he's preparing um, the uh, the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act. Uh, essentially, this is his uh, version of, uh, of federal cannabis uh, legislation and um, essentially uh, is making his platform uh, around uh, this particular act um, really like building it on social equity. Right. And and essentially saying they're taking their time with filing this um, because they want to get it right the first time. They don't want to kind of go into it half cocked. And and I think, as we all know, um, we've seen, you know, laws that have gotten rolled out that have not taken social equity in, into account, lots of lawsuits filed that they, they've got to go back and, and rework it. And so essentially, you know, I, I, I think there's something to be said for wanting to get it right the first time and yeah. 
right? They're they're taking their. I mean, what do you think, George? I give a lot of credit to Chuck Schumer. I can't believe that this guy flipped so many years ago because he thought, oh, this was going to ruin states when they brought it in the market, and they saw how Colorado did so well and yep. how profitable it was. And he's like, you know what? I was wrong. He admitted he was wrong. <laughs> and then he's been on a quest now with Ron Wyden and uh, Cory Booker to try to get something passed. He tried to insert this into the National Defense Authorization Act, and they pulled it out. Like he's finding which, which a way to, is, try to insert it into a bill. That's amazing. Right. Well, which is where, which is essentially where like the banking is, is still is. I suppose we kind of walk over. Well, we'll we'll cover banking at the end. Essentially, the funny part about all these different yeah. you know laws and regs and whatever like they will write some legislation and they'll go try and tuck it into this bill or that bill and uh okay it gets past the house let's hope it passes the senate as well mm -hmm. um look i think i think first and foremost they're out there working with um you know advocacy rights groups they're trying to truly wrap their head around you know what what needs to be done at the federal level to get caught up with what's going on at the state level really is kind yeah. of, you know, if you want to look at it like that. Um, all right. So let's, let's shift gears a little bit. So that just for those of you following the, you know, the national legislation thing that's out there, it's moving, it's moving slowly still. So <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we'll see, see something move there soon um he's well so, in new york and he's working a lot on it the it's in his own vested interest in his own state for this yeah. to get through yeah that's true that's true uh george do you drive when you're high no but i see every billboard along the interstate that talks about oh driving while high like that's the new thing now it's the new thing um so okay 18 states have legalized 13 have decriminalized and 36 have medical medical cannabis laws. Of course, this was going to be a thing, right? Um, but I, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's this study that, that you know, uh, was being done. Um, and they were looking at the difference between, um, you know, uh, experienced cannabis users and uh completely inexperienced cannabis users and then the differences between like uh potency of strain right and you know what they came up with it just doesn't matter you shouldn't be smoking you shouldn't be driving when you're high <laughs> i mean basically is what it is it didn't matter whether or not it was super super potent or uh or moderately potent uh the impacts on driving were the same in the first 90 minutes first 90 minutes so um i george i it never ceases to amaze me that that people want to have this conversation uh and talk about you know the effects of and should i be and what have you i think the well, bottom the line record, is, is if you're impaired don't get behind the damn wheel right now <laughs> and the so study they gave these the, the study people delta 9 thc which is something you can access now in a lot of places uh, anywhere in a lot of states now because there's that loophole thing just like delta 8 was that you yeah. can buy it at like head shops and things like that so they're just making yeah. it so it's easily accessible the other part is they talked about how what didn't really affect anybody when you have you have a, to a tolerance to driving after you've smoked so like imagine if you do it yourself darren and you are you have a, a tolerance to it you have you know it's like you're already used to it you know how right. you're you're affected it's not like a foreign object that's going to make you 
you know, impaired. Right now, after you get done with that, 30 minutes later, if it's somebody that just had it, just had it and they're not really used to it, yeah, they're impaired. Sure, they're but impaired. if you're used to it, you're if not. If you're used to it. But but here's the deal. They they actually found that you still are. You still are, yeah. right? Even though you're a seasoned, you know, uh, daily user, if you will, you still get impaired. Now, there's some thoughts here. Um, let's see. Mark Dean uh, has a question. He says, what are your thoughts on states like North Carolina that don't even have medical? Okay, so look, there's going to be these states that they just haven't caught up yet, right? Um, you should do whatever you can in your state to help your lawmakers understand they're missing out on opportunity as well as um, helping um, uh, underprivileged uh, communities, um, communities that have been disproportionately affected by the war on drugs. Um, there, there's tons of opportunity. The tax revenue, I, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. And so a lot of, um, a lot of, of states that haven't yet made the, you know, the, the crossover, they're still holding on to some of those old political ties and, and ideas. And it, it takes everyday people just getting up and going in front of your, you know, your, your uh, city council, going to the state house, right. me meeting no, your, you. your elected officials, Darren, it, having I can't this conversation. In North Carolina, they have a bill. They're trying to get up to the Senate to vote. Like there's already a bill that's been written. It's on the legislation and it would include, you know, where mar medical marijuana would be legalized for cancer, HIV, AIDS, P severe PTSD in North Carolina. And it's this year right now. They're trying to get everything set up. Um, but now they're right now the legislature legisl legislature is working on redistricting and the state budget. But it's in the bill there. So it's yeah. like you just got to push the legislators. They already have something in, in place. The they it's in the works. Now they got to push it. Awesome. Uh, guys, by the way, if you're watching this, this is live. You feel free to ask your questions. Uh, you can toss them into the chat. We we get them all uh, okay. popping up in into the chat room here. Here's a couple more. Uh, correct. And this on midterm uh, from James Blackburn. Guys, yeah, listen, uh, I got to tell you, it, it can be a little frustrating, but I think I, I kind of feel like we're coming down to the finish line, right? Like I think, you know, from a from a federal perspective, from a local perspective, uh, you know, 38 states with, with a medical law. I mean, I think we're doing good. Okay. Uh, let's see where we are at. Um, we are not on banking. No, we are, we are at our, our big story for today. Um, Brasco, this one, this one kind of, it takes the cake. It takes the cake. A couple well, of guys. Yeah. In, in Madison, Wisconsin, decided they were going to get smart and and they were going to get around the fact that they didn't have legal weed. And so very simply, what did they do? They went and they created <laughs> their own church. <laughs> Here is the one that I like the best today. To most people, it's marijuana, but Jesse Schwartz considers it a religious sacrament, part of the worship at this Rastafarian church in an old storefront near the UW-Madison campus. Its members use and distribute marijuana freely, 
In fact, it's really the only requirement. We just have to agree that we all break bread and use this sacrament, cannabis. It's the marijuana that's the key. Well, certainly. As for the religion part of it, okay. They don't try to hide the marijuana use here. In fact, they're very open about it, even having their paraphernalia and smoking right in the window for anyone on the street to see. I can bless you up with one of these. Anyone can just sign a card and become a church member and walk out with marijuana. I stand with Rastafarian religion all the way. And you're walking out with a couple of small joints. Oh, yeah. Schwark accepts donations but doesn't require payment. This is no different than just a shop distributing marijuana. Sounds like someone that will be selling it and also giving it to the public. Two things that we don't do. We were unable to reach the city attorney for comment, but city officials have reportedly ordered the church's landlord to put a stop to the marijuana use. But Schwark argues that this is a fight for religious freedom. Well, uh, it's not even an argument. It's just uh, it's a reality. In Madison, I'm Kent Wainscott, WISN 12 News. So thank you, WISN, on that one. Welcome for the video there. We yeah. thank them for that. <laughs> so these two idiots, I'm sorry, they're idiots. They are. They are idiots. They are everything about what <laughs> they give. They give cannabis users a bad name. They just do, right? Let me just yeah. bless you up with these two here, three quarters of the way smoke joints. <laughs> <laughs> let me give you let me bless you with some roaches so here's kind of where these guys ran into some issues right so you can go to that little corner store which is their church right uh there are no church services there's no real not even studies not even like oh, no. Uh, no there's no no there's there's no prayer meetings because they don't pray like that they Pray that they don't get arrested when they walk out. I'm sure. How about like even a, a chapel that has a couple of pews and has something in front where you could no, go? No, it's pray not a chapel. At. It's an old convenience store. <laughs> Let's right, call right. What Nothing it is. like that. Yes. No, it's it's an old convenience store. Okay, and so straight up, these cats felt like they could adopt the Church of Rastafarianism, right? Gr like not wash their hair, grow some really long, right, and and dread it out, <laughs> and start slinging dope right for donations right and call it sacrament now these guys are idiots class a idiots i have actually heard that there are people that use cannabis as a part of a religious sacrament right uh, let me give you a good good uh example of that uh pernetter uh yeah pernetter comet uh, you can find uh, more information at, at prntrkmt.org. That is uh, that's a major mouthful there, but but there. So the difference is between these two guys in a in a you know corner store dubbed church, uh, Pernetter Comet actually has a theology behind it that goes back to, to um, a, ancient Egypt, right? It, it was a black slave uh, religion that has moved forward over time, over many, many years. And so ironically, 
I have seen people talk about using religion and in, in protecting themselves and the use of of cannabis as a sacrament. Um, but like you could actually have a conversation with them about their religion and th their belief system. There was nothing behind absolutely nothing except the exchange of monetary value for sacrament. Now, Wisconsin, much <laughs> like your, much like Mark and uh, James were talking about in the chat, Wisconsin is another state that doesn't have recreational or adult use or medical marijuana. Correct. Correct. So, so here's the irony, this? right? That right. guy in the story is walking there. He's looking at the bongs in the window and he's like, what the, right? Well, for yeah. good reason, right? They got no law, right? They got nothing going on there, right? And so these guys figured that, and look, of course, I, I am all about, you know, go, go pu push, push the, push the government where, with respect to your rights, right? The government should not impede on our right to, to free speech and, and the right to our religions when there's something there, guys, like we don't get to stand there and bullshit our way through it. Right. Because like it can be seen through, right. You can be seen through. Right. So provide some substance if you're actually going to use religion to uh, safely consume cannabis in states that don't have laws like that. Uh, you, you better actually be a part of a religion that you can articulate. Well, OK, but then also <laughs> they put this store together. Are they like adhering to like whatever the uh, the rules are for nonprofit or anything like that? So they can have that convenience store set up so, so they can let uh, people in. So apparently this, so this, this is, they, they filed the appropriate paperwork. Yeah. It got approved. Right. And apparently their paperwork was buttoned up. So like kudos to them for getting something right. Um, whoever the hell reviewed this. Okay. Um, but now here they are operating in a college town, big college town. Yes. Um, and all the college kids are going down there. <laughs> okay, but they couldn't have put it like, okay, they could have made it a head shop, have a back room, and then do the whole sacrament thing or whatever, the whole church thing in the back, instead of putting it right as you walk in the door. Like, you could have taken a couple more steps. Yeah. Then you don't well, even know what you're getting either, because who's growing this for them, and where are they getting it themselves? Yeah. I don't I don't know that that even really mattered. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, right, but that's, I would think that too. And like, okay, so the kids, they might not care. It's like, they're not having to go to a corner or find somebody in school. That's just like passing off dime bags. They're going to this place. And then like, all right, let's, maybe we can get something with that. I don't know. And this, this, this coming, of course, from our, our resident Catholic, um, <laughs> you know, weed smoking Catholic. He's not a weed smoking Catholic. Just on the cross for the record. <laughs> He's been offered a few times. Um, so, you know, look, I think, I think, uh, again, use wisdom. I mean, please guys, if you're, if you're consuming cannabis, do it legally. And if you're doing it illegally, well, I, I got nothing for you. <laughs> no, but, but Wisconsin is trying to do the same thing. Like Be careful. They got a bill going. They're trying to get it legalized. So no, that listen, and, and by all means, at, like, I know what that is like. I, I was out there in Arizona helping uh, 
Arizona in in two subsequent elections to get that through. It, it, that like you want to talk about uh, a battle? Uh, it is a fight, guys. And you know you may may not get it in the first time or the second, uh, but it's coming. Every, everybody's going to get the, in one way or another. It's either going to come at the federal level, uh, or or you'll be one of those states that helps inch uh, incrementally a little bit closer so that the the pressure continues to mount right at the yep. federal level so uh all right so uh final thoughts here the cannabis banking bill for those of you i mentioned this earlier uh looked like that thing had gotten nixed um because it got ripped out of the national defense authorization act uh and uh, everybody thought wow oh, shit safe safe banking is gone right oh it's back safe banking is back uh and we are we've got our we've got our fingers crossed uh it has gotten uh where did they put it um oh the american competes act yes this is this is for uh american competes for if you don't know it's meant to bolster semiconductor production uh with 52 billion in domestic aid so they're talking safe banking into that now the problem is and could be the very same thing that happened to it last time uh in the uh national defense authorization act uh the moment it gets uh, into committee they they go in negotiating uh all these different sections and it got pulled out of there and they're, they're fearful that in the competes act it may get pulled out of it as well so uh, fingers crossed on that guys. Uh, hopefully, you know, uh, safe chances, um, you know, will continue to, um, you know, gain steam, uh, as, as it will, because it could have been dead and it is not. So, um, you know, for those who are picking up that gauntlet, gauntlet and carrying it for everybody out there doing large cash transactions and trying to bank in, in cash. Oh, and the MSOs that want to get behind this and they want to start getting their business up and running. By the way, all the major stocks for the MSOs that are out there, they all went up nicely after the whole announcement. We're like, oh, it's getting added to that bill. Okay, let's go. <laughs> because the MSOs, that's, that's what's coming down the line. Everybody's preparing. As soon as the Safe Banking Act is available, multi-state operators are going to go ahead and try to create expansion so they can branch, you know, from state to state and go coast to coast they want to be ready for coast to coast as quickly as possible nobody nobody realizes what's coming the moment that that it is okay and banks and financial institutions can do business it, that that pressure valve is going to just go and the amount of business that's going to hit is just going to be unfathomable yeah. uh all right we need to make a note uh, today on Green Peak with Richard Zwicky, Jeff Trotter. He's the chief growth officer and co-founder of Regenibus. Uh, and tomorrow on Plant Profits, Ankur Rongta. He's the co-founder and CEO of C3 Industries. Both these shows 
pretty awesome. You're going to want to. Can I give you a couple little bit of information about it? First please, of all, please. the Regenerative story. Yeah. They uh, opened up a private equity impact investment fund. So they'll have $30 million to invest in startups and mm. cannabis and hemp. That's what they talk about there with uh, Jeff Trotter. And then Ankur, I, I actually interviewed and I sent him over to Plant Profits because his background is amazing. First of all, he's his company's raised over $100 million of capital, employs 400 people, and they're working on cannabis production facilities and retail stores in various states, plus his background in film and TV production, because he got to work behind the movies such as John Wick 2, November oh, Man, yeah. and Mother's Day. The guy has a production company called Nickel City Pictures. We learn about his background from there, and I was like, this guy does so much, and he, look at him coming into the industry now with all that background. Like, just work with the stars. Yeah, got to love it. Folks, yeah. that's going to do it. That's a really good story to tell. We're gonna we're gonna say goodbye. We're gonna. Ah. Ain't that Thanks right to all there? the commenters. Please keep doing that and come back for the next show. Please do. If you enjoyed today's episode of Cannabis Radio Live, make sure that you like, share, and follow us. So anytime that we go live, you get notified and you can come back, hang out, and join us. Um, and uh, you know, weigh in. Let us know what's on your mind. Maybe share a smoke. That's what Tuesday afternoon should be about. Don't you think? <laughs> Folks, that's going to do it for myself, Darren Babin, and Brasco on the radio. Thanks for stopping by. We'll see you guys next week right here, same time, Cannabis Radio Live. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.